The contents of this podcast is for general information only and does not constitute financial advice or consider individual circumstances. Please seek your own independent legal, financial, taxation or other advice before making investment decisions. Welcome back to Decoding Crypto. I'm Ed Stott and I'm joined by my co-host Ben Simpson. How are you, Ben? A bit frazzled this morning, Ed. I think we're both a little bit um, feeling the bear market. (laughs) Right? We're hectic. I came on and I was moaning to Ben about the fact that I've got this bloody blood vessel on the end of my nose that won't stop leaving. I was like, you're going to have to ignore it. He was like, well, I cut myself shaving. (laughs) Just harsh bear market vibes on the podcast today. You just be grateful it's not video, guys. Bleeding crypto and blood. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. But we do have some really interesting stories for you today regardless you don't have to look at our faces while we tell you them so it's still going to be a good time for you and Ben the story that caught my eye this morning um was that Russia is advancing its crypto strategy to try and circumvent Western sanctions. So we know that when Russia invaded Ukraine, they were looking into Bitcoin as a possibility for something that could enable them to do this. But their deputy finance minister today said that the country is exploring stablecoins to make payments with friendly countries, quote unquote, according to the Russian state news agency TASS. So they're looking to create create bilateral platforms with tokenized instruments, this is what how they refer to it, to avoid using US dollars and euros. So they're talking about using stable coins as a way to get around these sanctions. So Ben, what is a stable coin and how could this enable Russia to do this? Well, stable coins are just another type of cryptocurrency. The only difference with a stable coin is that, it, is that it's pegged to a value and usually that value is like the US dollar. Mm-hmm. So one of the most popular cryptocurrencies is uh, stable coins is Tether, and that is backed by US dollars in a treasury or in a bank. And the best thing about stable coins and why Russia are looking to use them is that they are decentralized by nature, and it has an ability to send money across borders without the need of that middle person. And I guess one of the reasons why they're looking to stable coins versus the uh, like the US dollar is because the government has control over the US dollar. You can look at any transactions, you can shut down bank accounts, you can disallow people to use those, uh, you know, that, that money in their accounts. So stable coins allow you to do pretty much whatever you want because you are the owner of those stable coins. There's no one government that or, or bank or institution that can control those assets. You are in control, and it's one of the, you know, take, take away the the Russian sort of um, reasons why they're doing it. Uh, if you just take that away for a moment, just the ability to use. Uh, money without the need of someone else and you're in f- full control is the most one of the most beautiful things about cryptocurrencies. So they so stable coins issue a token on a blockchain that represent redeemable units of that currency. That's the most succinct way that I've heard it explained by my absolute idol Lynn Alden who we've talked about <laughs> on the show before who's just an incredible macroeconomist. F- f- um, your moment. <laughs> yeah, just a bit of a fun. There's one every show. I'll take it this time. Um so why are Russia interested in using them? Well, the reason Russia can't use the US dollar is because of that government control, as we spoke about. They can control, you know, basically who can send and block accounts. We saw this in Canada recently with the protests that were going on. The government could control 
who had money and who could send money. They basically shut down bank accounts because the, the, the currency is held in the US dollar, which is controlled by the government. Stable coins, on the other hand, though, uh, they don't have control over because they are held in a, a crypto wallet. They're held on the blockchain. And like you just mentioned, Ed, those stable coins are redeemable for a US dollar. They're not actually in US dollars. Now, this is one of the the, the biggest changes and evolutions that, hap- that are happening in the monetary system because for the first time ever, there's a new technology in the cryptocurrency where the government or the banks don't have full control over these assets. And that's exactly why Russia are going and looking at Bitcoin, stable coins, because they can transact value anywhere in the world without the need of going through any government or bank. And that's one of the things why stable coins are becoming more and more popular. Yeah, and stable coins obviously are beneficial because they're so much less volatile in price than something like Bitcoin. So for a government to use, it would be a better idea. But we did see earlier this year that Terra or UST became unpegged from its dollar pegging and it crashed to basically nothing. What happened there, Ben? What happens when a stable coin depegs? So there's a, there's a few different types of stable coins you can have. So UST was one that went to zero recently, and that was because it was an algorithmic stable coin. So it wasn't actually backed by anything of value necessarily. It was basically trading against two different tokens. And that's a whole different conversation around how that actually worked. But mm. the Tether uh, stable coin is, is the biggest stable coin. It's got around $70 billion worth of market cap. So the total amount of value locked up in Tether is around $70 billion. And with Tether, it is backed by uh, dollars. It's backed by gold. It's got a range of different assets that is that redeemable money. So you're able to go and actually redeem your Tether USDT stablecoin for mm-hmm. actual dollars. And they're the most Tether and the USDC. Uh, so the the, the tickers there, USDT and USDC are the two most used and popular stablecoins, which you can get on most crypto exchanges. You can go and buy those. Uh, and, and they are because they're backed by something physical, not necessarily the algorithmic ones where we saw that UST you know, go to zero recently, which was super scary. So my question and thinking is, is that stable coins are much more centralized than something like Bitcoin because there is one entity running them. We've seen the US recently come out and stop things like the mixing service Tornado Cash. Do we think that if Russia tried to use something like USDC or USDT, that the US government could stop these organizations allowing Russia to buy their stablecoins? Yeah, I think the most probable way is I don't think it's going to be easy for them to shut down the whole stablecoin sort of ecosystem. Ecosystem, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be difficult. But what they can do is they can become harsher on the platforms where you can sell your stablecoins for cash. So they'll go to places like Binance, Coinspot, Coinbase and go, hey, you know, these are the accounts we are like, making you aware of and you have to block these accounts from selling those stable coins into cash. Now, the only thing about that is that's if, let's say Russia, for example, want to actually sell their stable coins for cash. They might not want to do that. They could transact mm. everything they want in Just use it as a tool. Coins. 
Exactly. Yeah. So I think where the government are going to put pressure on is is when people are looking to sell or buy stable coins on those what we call the on-ramps or off-ramps. So those exchanges and platforms where you can put in cash or take out cash based on yeah, selling yeah, crypto. Yeah. That's where they'll put the pressure on. Uh, but I, you know, I wouldn't have thought Russia would be looking to sell them in cash. I think they're going to be looking by that article is to be paying for goods and services in stable coins. Yeah, interesting. And this, obviously, when we talk about this, I think, again, it's really important to emphasize that, yeah, it's not a great thing that Russia can circumvent, you know, international sanctions using stable coins or cryptocurrency. But whilst Russia have the power to do this, it also means that people in persecuted countries with financial systems that want to control them, who live in these, you know, strict regimes, they also have access to these tools. So whilst it's not a great thing that Russia can evade international sanctions, we have to think about the flip side outcome of these tools which is that a lot of persecuted people also have access to them and it's giving them incredible freedoms yeah i think you know depending on where you sit and i'll I'll be on the fence in my sort of comment here is that the, the power of decentralization allows anyone anywhere in the world to get access to this. I mean, we're sort of going down the route of, you know, freedom of speech and freedom of sort of anything. Mm. Uh, you know, social media platforms have been brought into question recently about who's allowed to talk about what, especially if they have opposing views to what most of the world wants to talk about. You know, who gets to control that? Um, are they allowed to do that? Well, in a decentralized system, there is no central authority. You know, we've spoken about this a lot, which mm. means for good or bad, anyone in the world can use this technology. Yeah, super interesting. Well, that's a pretty big one, Ben. I think for two people who are suffering from the bear market today, we've not done badly. I thought we'd navigated the politics of that pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad that people can't see us on video. We're sat here bleeding, battered, on the floor. Bruised. (laughs) Yeah, Ben's horizontal. We're not doing well. No, we are so grateful to you to having a listen. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have a question, you can send us an email, crypto at novaentertainment.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions or anything you'd like us to talk about or explain, give us an email. We would love to connect. All right, Ben, catch you again on Friday. Thanks, Ed.